Well, hello, I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, and it is my pleasure to bring you these encouraging messages as we go in today, still talking about gifts, but this time we're asking a question, should I refuse the gift of God? So let's go ahead and bow and let's hear what the word has to say. Most gracious and precious God. We thank you for the time that we get to spend with you. We thank you for hearing our prayers. We thank you for listening to us. We thank you, God, for the gifts that you have given. But today, show us the value of the gift and where we should use it and what we should do. God, we come asking questions today and we know you've got the answer. We need to hear a word from on high. Let it be you and not me. Let them hear you clearly. In Jesus' wonderful name, we do pray and give you thanks. Amen. Well, again, we're in this gifted series and I'm excited about it um, because we talked about the fact, well, let me just say this. We've already established a few things. We've established the fact that every good gift and every perfect gift comes from above. It comes from God himself. We've established the fact that everyone has been given a gift, whether it be a natural gift, whether it be a motivational gift, or whether it be a spiritual gift, everyone has been given at least one. And you've probably been given many. And yes, you need to determine what that gift is. But sometimes we are discouraged because we didn't get what we wanted. Sometimes when we look at the gifts, we are not encouraged. But today I want to encourage you to use your gifts. I said you got them, so use them. So don't refuse them. Don't think nothing of them and don't rename them to something else comparing to others. Today, we're going to 1 Peter chapter number four, verses 10 through 12 to begin with. And the Bible records for us, based on the gift each one has received, use it to serve others as good managers of the very grace of God. If anyone speaks, it should be as one who speaks God's words. If anyone serves, it should be from the strength God provides so that God may be glorified through Jesus Christ in everything. To him belong the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. He says, everybody's been given one. You need to use it. But we were supposed to receive it and it is actually for other people. We talked about that already, that it is for others. Now, today the question is, should I refuse that gift of God? Refuse the gift of God? What? I had this dream uh, just last night. And in the dream, I'm holding a young boy's hand, a little tight. And his mother is surveying her property and walking in the back because she has been alert to the fact that something is wrong in the backyard. But of course, this little tot is a little nervous about the fact that his mom is out of his sight and he can't see her. And so as I'm walking with him, um, at the same time, mom is surveyed and mom is coming back around, but I'm walking with this little boy in the dream and we're reciting some scripture and it comes to a point where he says the word was refused. Now, I can't remember the scripture off the top of my head right now, but he says the word refused. But instead of saying refuse, the idea was I refuse to believe that anything is wrong. I refuse to believe that she is hurt. I refuse 
those things. I'm rejecting that. But instead of saying refuse, he says refuse, like it was waste. And then he tried again, and it was more of a person's name, refuse. Um, re like he was talking about a naming someone else, and I can't say it right now. But the fact of the matter is sometimes we, when we refuse things, there's two things that's really going on. Well, the definition of refuse is to reject or to cast off. And in that, we have to talk about the fact that when we refuse a gift from God, it's a gift. Remember, you didn't earn it. You didn't, earn, you didn't learn it. You didn't expect it. It was just given. And we get gifts from other people all the time. And sometimes we like them and sometimes we don't. And that's the same thing that we tend to do with the gifts from God. And we put them on the same level as what we're getting from other people. And that's wrong. You can get a, a Christmas gift and you can put it in the drawer, you know, act like you really like it when you really didn't and never use it. You can also re-gift it and give it to someone else. Um, you can throw it away if you really just didn't like it at all and you wouldn't even give it to your enemy. You can't do that with the gifts that God gives. He doesn't give those tangible gifts like that, that are to be waste, wasted and thrown away or to be buried. Remember in Matthew, the 25th chapter, the talents that were given, the guy that had one talent looked at everybody else's probably and said, wait, hold up. I didn't get what they got. They got us so much more. I'm just going to bury it because you're a hard man. I know you're going to ask me what I did with it. So instead, I'm going to bury this and I'm not going to use it. Don't sit down on your gift. But that's one reason why we refuse the gift of God. And so let me say it this way. If it's not what we want, or if it's not the way that we want it, then we refuse it. One is it's not bigger or better like the Matthew 25 than someone else's. Because of that, I treat it like it's wasteful. No, I'm not. I don't see the value in it. Now, it could be that I am afraid to use it. I'm afraid that it's not going to succeed. I'm afraid that it's going to be way too much for me or it will succeed uh, abundantly. Or, but ultimately, I undervalue what was given to me. It reminds me of Luke, the 15th chapter with the elder brother. Remember that elder brother? He says, I'm not coming into the banquet because you're giving it to my brother. And you should have been giving it to me because I should have had it a long time ago. I was here with you this entire time and he squandered it. And now you're going to kill the fatted calf. And, but the father was like, come on in. He lost out on a party because he was looking at and devaluing what the other person has done. But when we're given a gift, we don't want to sit on it. We don't want to allow it to take a back seat. We don't want to waste it. So Luke, the 15th chapter, just to kind of remind you, if you have forgotten it, after the prodigal son had spent everything that he had, verse 14, a severe famine struck the country and he had absolutely nothing. 
He went with the pigs. He was eating from the pig slop. He then comes back, <clears throat> verse 22, but the father told his slaves, quick, bring out the best robe. And these are servants. And I'm reading from the Holman Christian Standard Version. Bring out the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then bring the fatted calf and slaughter it. And let's celebrate with a feast because the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Now his older brother, verse 25, was in the field. As he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So he summoned one of the servants and asked what this things mean, these things meant. Your brother is here, he told him, and your father has slaughtered the fatted calf because he has him back safe and sound. You would think he would be happy. Then he became angry and didn't want to go in. He didn't want the gift that was presented to him. So his father came out and pleaded with him, but he replied to his father, look, I have been slaving many years for you and I have never disobeyed your orders, yet you never gave me a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours came, he has devoured your assets and with prostitutes, you slaughtered the fatted calf for him? Son, he says, verse 31, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we have to celebrate and rejoice because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Salvation in many instances depends upon you using your gift. You have been given something uniquely by God. It's not something that everybody else has, and it should not be wasted. We should not be afraid to use it because if God gave it, we stand behind his authority. You have the authority to actually use it. He would not have given it to you if he did not want you to or did not need you to use it for the benefit of someone else. So don't waste your gift. Don't reject it and think that it is wasteful or cast it off and undervalue what has been given. Every opportunity that we have to celebrate with others as they are receiving what we are giving, as we are serving them, we rejoice with them that they are benefiting. In some instances, um, in business, I'm going to say in business, it's you might train the trainer. So you might be the trainer of someone else's business and you start seeing theirs prosper and yours doesn't. Does that mean that you did not do a good thing? No, it doesn't mean that you sit down on it and don't help someone else. That's what God called you to do. He will bless you. He says in Genesis, the 15th chapter, I am your exceeding great reward. Trust that God is going to come through for you as you come through for others. Don't sit down on your gift. Don't bury your gift. Recognize you can't refuse it because he has given it to you. You can sit down on it and do nothing with it, but think of it as waste. And I'm encouraging you not to do that. The other reason, it's not that we treat it as waste, but we're comparing ourselves to other people and then it leads to imitation. See, it's not working for me now is what you're saying. It's not, it's working for them. So if it's working for them, I'm going to replicate what they're doing so that it works 
somewhat for me, I'm following them. But the point of the matter is you're supposed to be following Christ. If Christ has given you this, if God has given this to you, the Holy Spirit is working with you in this manner. He's not working with you the same way he's working with them. Maybe they need something different. You don't know the underlying things that are happening in their life. You don't know what is going on the other side of the mountain. You have to believe that God is going to work it out for your good. He says, no weapon formed against you is ever going to prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, he shall show to be in the wrong. We don't stop doing what God has called us to do because our harvest is going to come. I'm reminded then of 1 Timothy chapter number four. Yes, we have been given the gift to 1 Peter, but in 1 Timothy chapter number four, it talks about false teachers, but I want to bring out this one particular point. I'm going to read uh, verse four in the fourth chapter. It says, I'm going to read that first and then I'm going to go back. It says, for everything created by God is good and nothing should be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. <clears throat> Since it is sanctified by the word of God and by prayer. Receive your gift with thanksgiving. What is he talking about? He's talking about directives to false teachers because in verse one, it says, now the spirit expressly, explicitly said that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and the teachings of demons through the hypocrisy of liars whose consciences are seared. They forbid marriage and demand abstinence from foods that God created to be received with gratitude by those who believe and know the truth. You believe, you know the truth. It says for everything created by God is good. You were created by God, uniquely created by God, and it is good. He recognizes that and says nothing should be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. Refuse God's gifts? No. Receive them with thanksgiving. Whatever he has given you is a blessing. It's a blessing for others and it's gonna bless you as a resource for you. Trust and believe that, declare it. Recognize that just because the manifestation has not yet come does not mean that it is not just around the corner. Can you be like Abraham waiting 25 years for the promised child? If you can do that, if you can stand on his promises, walk out his principles, recognize the Bible is our blueprint for life. You will have the abundant life that he promised you to have in John 10, 10. I'm believing with you today. And that's what we're going to stand on, that we will receive the gifts that God has given with thanksgiving. Let's bow. Most gracious father, God, you give every good and every perfect gift and you have given each and every one of us something. Thank you for the natural gifts, for the talents that we didn't even know we had the abilities for and they just came naturally and other people saw them, but you've asked us to develop skills in those, to develop that gift. Help us to receive that with thanksgiving, whether it's dancing or singing, writing, or even logic or numbers, whatever it is, communication. Allow us to serve and to see the benefits of those gifts, to value them even more so. 
God, the motivational gifts that you have given, those that are motivating others into action. And we see the great things that they are doing. Father, we're so grateful. No, in comparison to others, we are not the same, but you didn't create us to be the same. You created us for such a time as this, for the influence that you wanted us to have. And Lord, if they do better, just like we as parents want our children to do better for those that we train, those that we serve, we want to see them excel. Help us to receive that with gladness, knowing then that their rewards, their harvest is a result of our either planting or watering that you will get the increase ultimately, but you will put it on our charge too. That we will see when we get to the other side, what we influence, the ripples that we make. Lord, the spiritual gifts, God, Holy Spirit, we do need these gifts. Whatever it is, we need the best gift for the time. We need a gift of love to be able to serve it in the right way. God, we need the gift of prophecy, be able to speak your word at the right time so that it changes the hearts of so many. We need the power gifts so that we can demonstrate your power and walk in your authority. We need the revelation gifts so that we understand what is to come and what has already occurred. God, we need to be able to know you and to come closer in relationship with you. So as these gifts start manifesting, help us to receive them with gladness, with sincerity, recognizing that it didn't come from us, with a humble attitude, help us to serve and serve you well. It's in Jesus' wonderful name that we do pray and give you thanks, amen. Well, God bless each and every one of you. This is your encouraging message in a bottle. I encourage you to go back and listen to any of the others in this gifted series or anything else on this YouTube channel. It truly is my pleasure to bring you these messages, but I want you to share them with others so that they will also be encouraged to do what thus saith the Lord. It is truly your blueprint for everyday life to have an abundant life, to have a successful life. It's the Bible. It's the word of God. I'm Dr. Shante Haynes with Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, where I help you put feet to your faith so that you can walk victoriously. Have an absolutely fantastic rest of your day. You can find us online at shantehaines.com. That's C-H-O-N-T-A. H-A-Y-N-E-S dot com. We are a division of Heart to Heart Truth Ministries and Heart to Heart Truth Foundation. Donations are welcome at ShantaeHaynes.com backslash foundation. At Heart to Heart Truth Ministries, we're helping believers live an abundant life based on God's word, standing on his promises, walking out his principles, sharing with God's people, serving as unto 